Okay, so today something happened. I was in a vision and I woke up from this vision and in this vision, I was somewhere where it was snow but the the snow was plowed. It was shoveled from the from the sidewalk, but it was like at least four inches in the grass. And I was there, and I was walking, and I felt this presence behind me, negative energy somewhat, but I chose to ignore it. And things kept being said to me, and I'm not fully aware what they were, but. All I know was that they were saying different things to me and I was I was choosing to ignore it and I kept having this feeling of like a tug of war on like my I wanna say it's my faith and confidence in God, but I don't believe anybody can I don't wanna say I don't believe anybody can tug on that, but it I don't think it may have been that per se. But it was tugging it was tugging on something and then I kept being provoked like don't say anything and then it was like say something it's like you're not gonna say something then it's like don't say anything don't respond and so I was focusing on what I've learned how to react in these situations and I've recently just been thrown off a little bit so I was kind of missing a mark on different things and I was like almost feeling like it kind of started to make me feel as if I could be defeated. But I trusted God that I wouldn't be. And then girls, girls just, I started to argue and I was like, never mind, I'm not going to argue. And like, I was just stop, like, don't argue. And it was like, I was being, I feel that I was being guided by God, you know, how to handle the situation, but I must have doubted and so I feel that the enemy is trying to sow doubt right now in my faith and everything that's going on. But what happened was I still didn't fight, but I just didn't do it right. God has shown me a way to avoid fight fights and spats without... you know, without being defeated. And I wasn't doing it right because I wasn't putting my faith and confidence in him. When you avoid a fight or a spat with someone, you don't avoid it because you're afraid of what they will do. You don't avoid it because of what they are doing to you. You don't avoid it because of the wrong reasons. You avoid that fight in the name of Jesus. You know that he will fight for you and you have confidence in that. So it was like me lacking confidence in the fact that he will fight for me is that is why my defenses were kind of down when I was doubting that he was fighting me, fighting for me the whole time. And so this is what the enemy has been trying to do, trying to get me to lack confidence in the fact that Jesus is fighting my battles. Even though with Jesus, you're still going to have to fight, but you're just going to have to fight the right way. So, 
girls started walking up towards me and I couldn't tell if they were talking to me or the person behind me or the people behind me, whoever was behind me. And they just had like a really bad attitude and they were just like argumentative. And I was like trying to avoid the fight, but the enemy kept trying to sell dot in my mind. Like you're afraid, you're scared. You can't handle this. And I'm ignoring it because I know it's just lure. I know it's just bait. They're just luring me into fighting this battle the wrong way. So then the girls just start walking up on me and they would just brush past me really close. Like they would get so close to like my ear and like my, my, my shoulder and just like brush past me. And it was like they were provoking me to fight. And God told me how to handle this. So I've been, I had been, you know, fighting really hard to handle this well or correctly. But when they brushed past me, it was like, what did they just, whatever it was, it felt that they just knocked it off me or just pushed it off me or pushed it away from me. And I was like, what is that? Like you, you walked up on me like you wanted to fight, but I'm not the one you hit. You, it's like they hit someone or something off me or next to me or really, really close to me. Something was really close to me. It just pushed it off of me. And after they did that, I felt my defenses were down. So I started questioning, like, that can't be Jesus because I don't think anybody would walk up to Jesus and put their hands on him. Not that they even could. So I felt, I started questioning, like, you know, who who really even is that, you know? I don't want to feel confident in man or a person when I believe that I'm confident in God, but I also want to never lose sight of the fact that when you, when your intentions are set on God, that's who you're praising. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. The enemy's going to say, you're praising me or you're praising these people. Are you worshiping this? But if you're intending to worship God, he's getting, he knows you, he knows your heart. That's who you're worshiping, period. Like the enemy is a liar. He wants you to believe, oh, every single time you get on your knees and pray, you're praying to me. Every single time you worship, you're worshiping me and all these other things. And yes, it does take more focus and faith and trust in God in order for you to build up rapport and get a better, get a better relationship, a better view, more sight and to hear better. But when you're intending to worship God, that's who you're worshiping. And anyone who says that they're worshiping, you're worshiping them, they're just standing in the way. It'll look like you're worshiping them, but behind them is God. He's bigger, he's better, he's greater, he's more powerful. And he's getting your prayers, he's getting your messages, he's getting everything from you. They're just deceived. They're deceived into believing. Like, if someone stands right in front of you and you're on your knees praying, they're going to say, oh, you're praying to me. But if they move out the way, you're still praying to God. So I believe that they know that, but they want you to believe that they that you're worshiping them. So I've been fighting that because I see that the enemy really, 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 really wants to be worshipped like God. And he will not be worshipped like God, not by me. So I'm fighting for others too because that's what God sent me to do. And then these girls, they are like arguing and provoking fights and it was just like, they just start showing up, like one of them, then two of them, then three. And I 
I kept avoiding a fight. I kept avoiding a fight and avoiding a fight until it was like something happened. And then I was like, I don't know if it was if I heard like, you're going to let this happen and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I'm not supposed to fight. Like, you know that I'm not supposed to fight and I'm not about to fight. And then eventually I was just like, okay whatever, like, I'll just fight because I'll just get it over with, and then I'll pray to God, and, like, ask him for repentance, I mean, repent to God, and ask him for forgiveness, because of the pressure, and, you know, considering the circumstances, I'm sure he'll understand, I'm sure he does understand, and as soon as I was getting ready to fight this girl, she stepped out the way, and I was like, So you can hear this. You do see this. And I, then this started clicking to me. Like, she was never swinging on me. She was never arguing with me. She was arguing with the people who were lying to me, who were following me, who were trying to control me, who was starting the fight. And they were trying to provoke the fight for me to fight. And she just fought them or tried to. And I didn't want anybody to fight, actually, though. But I see. I feel like I'd be fighting a lot of people's battles for them. Not really their battles, they're provoking fights with all kinds of people for me to fight people, to keep me distracted from God. And it's like, I hate it. I really do. I mean, I don't hate anything. You're not supposed to hate, but it's like, it's frustrating, but, or it can be. But all I know is like, next time I was sitting on the ground and it was so awkward, but as a fight almost ensued, I felt that I heard my brother. And they was like, no, don't let that happen to him. And I turned around and I saw black figures all around my brother. And I started trying to fight the black figures off of my brother. And then someone grabbed my arms and like kept me from fighting. And I was looking at them and they were glowing. While all the It was all black figures around them. So I was like, you are fighting for me. This individual is fighting for me. But for a second, I couldn't even see who it was. So like my brother's face showed up after a delay. And it was like I was blacked out for a second. And I felt like, like, did they disguise themselves as my brother? Or was that my brother the whole time? But his face looked really concerned. And I felt that that was my brother. So I was glad that we didn't have to fight. And I woke up from this. When I woke up from this fight... Or almost fight. All I know is I just felt like. What you know. Why. Why does it feel like. I keep ending up in this situation. Over and over and over and over and over again. And God is telling me that. Like you're you're ending. You keep ending up in this situation. Over and over and over again. Like there's things you need to do. I can guide you. I can show you how to. Break this cycle of constantly, consistently ending up in this fight, ending up in these fights and these spats for no reason at all. Like, no reason. Like, I don't know these girls. I've never seen them before, I don't think. Well, she looks a little familiar, but mostly it's like, I don't know them and I probably will never see them again. A lot of times in these fights and these visions, I never see these girls again, ever. So I don't understand why I ever get it. Why I get into these fights as if we've known each other our whole lives and we just have, 
you know, beef with each other or we're enemies. I don't have enemies. No one's my enemy. And if I'm their enemy, I pray for them. You know, I don't want enemies. So I woke up from this vision. It was like kind of like a bunch of jokes and laughter. Like I've been telling you, this is what you're going through. It's because this individual is very interested in you. They're following you around and they're, you know, arguing with you, fighting you and putting you in these fights. And I'm saying that's not important. It's not the focal point and it's not even real to me because it's all a distraction of Satan. If I start to focus on this, I'll lose sight of what God is trying to do here, what God is showing me and all the people who are who have the opportunity to be brought to repentance. That's what's the focal point. These fights, these different things, they're about nothing because they're not anything. They're nothing. And so every so the more that I feed into this, the more distracted I am and the more the enemy feels that he has gained more ground on his situation when I'm fighting 24-7, praying all the time to keep him at a distance away from me, my family, my friends, anybody I'm attached to, period. This is what he does to distract you. It looks like something is so interesting and something is such a big deal for like however long it takes for him to distract you from God. And then once he's distracted you from God, you look back and you're like, now what was I fighting about? What was that even about? It wasn't even important. It didn't mean anything. And I won't even remember it after a while. That's what the enemy does. He uses people. So I do everything in my power to not lose sight of God and not be distracted by that and not allow him to distract me. Like that's what the big fight is. The big fight is fighting his fighting off his distractions and deception. I woke up and I just felt it was a bunch of laughter, joking, and conversation again about nothing. So I'm fighting to focus because the more you feed into it, it's like sand crouching at the door. The more you start to feed into these conversations about nothing, about that that Satan is using people to distract you with, whether it feels as if it's useful information or not, because it can sometimes be useful information. You find out what it is that they're talking about, and then you learn how to eliminate these distractions. You learn how to handle the situation more effectively, and you, you kind of understand what you're dealing with. So that it can't distract you as much. I mean, I'm God is showing me anyways. He's guiding me out of it. But it can be a fight and a tug and a struggle in my mind when, you know, I don't know what it is I'm dealing with. I know it in God, but, you know, their biggest and greatest benefit is leaving me in the dark about it. So if they are consistently bringing up a subject or a conversation about something that it does not matter. It's not really anything. I'll just treat it like it's all nothing. But if I knew specifically what they kept bringing up, then I can be like, I can put it in my mind and my heart and break a stronghold off of my heart and off of my mind. That that's nothing. Like, don't even feed into it at all instead of just feeding into nothing at all. Because now at this point, I can't feed into anything at all. And it can be difficult when you can't feed into anything because oftentimes if you know a little bit of information or just a little more information, you can just eliminate a situation, period, as a whole and never go back on it. Never have to hear about it again because you know that's not important. That's nothing. That's a distraction. So 
Not only that, you can possibly even help whoever it is that's feeding into it because you know that Satan is using them. So if you have a little bit more information on it, you can explain to them or help them be brought to see it's Satan every time. So then they'll start fighting because I've noticed and I've encountered a lot of people who don't even want to fight. Maybe not. They don't want to hear it from me, possibly. But some people, you bring it to their attention what Satan is doing and they're like, oh, no, I don't want Satan doing that. Like. You just showed me it's nothing. You just showed me how he gets to me every time. You just showed me how he's draining me and distracting me and helping me to lose focus on things I can be benefiting from. And nobody wants to really be stressed and worried and upset and irritated and bothered and aggravated and fighting out here. They just think that that's what they want to do. They don't understand that that's Satan using them. So sometimes you expose that to people and they start fighting and it helps so much because I'm fighting for you. So. That helps. And I know that the enemy doesn't want me to expose him to people because the more people that I expose him to, the, the less power he has over the situation. So I've been doing I've been doing my best to do that. And he's using people around me. He loves to use my family because they have a tug on me. They have a hold on my heart where when it's concerning them, a lot of times I'm just like, don't hurt them. OK, like I'll just take the hard route or I would go the long way instead of just ending it and deading it because it's my family and I don't want them to be hurt and I don't want them to continue to go down a certain route. Sometimes when people show you who they are, you have to do whatever you can to expose whatever is going on and then leave it alone. My family, I've had a trouble, I've had trouble letting go. So oftentimes I notice that Satan, he realizes that he's using that to his benefit. He's allowing different individuals who carry a bad character or that he can use to pretend as if they are my family members in order to force me to have to do more work every single time and go the long way every single time so he can drain me so that I don't even have the energy to fight these battles for people when it would have been just in a snap that it happened if I just let it go. But God had been already advising me. You don't show any partiality. Your brothers and sisters are those who are believers in Christ as you are, who do the work of God. And when you love your, when you love someone who loves you, you're not better than a heathen. So you have to treat people how, according to their faith, their belief in him. And so that's also my fault. And it's something I'm learning to get out of when I'm, Doing things differently because it's my family. God doesn't appreciate that. And this is why it's harder for me a lot of times, I, I suspect. But still, it's teaching me very, a very important lesson about the people who need to be fought for a little bit harder. The people who need, you know, you could take the long way for. That's not your family. That you otherwise wouldn't feel like they're worth taking a long way for. If God disguised them as your family, you take the long way for them. So he's he's always working a bad out for good. And I just recently had a vision where it was my mom and my sister. And I ran into this place and it was like NBA Youngboy. And then I was hiding, but they saw me. And I, and I was like, they were like, come out, I can see you. I can see you right now. And I was just like, you can't see me. And it was like. It, for a second, it worked. It was like, I can't see you, but then they wouldn't leave me alone. Like, they pulled whatever it was I was hiding up 
up underneath off of me and then they start trying to fight me and they took it way too far and so I had to fight them and I was so disappointed in myself but at the same time um I couldn't control it I think that God wanted that to happen and as I fought this demon off of me it was my sister it looked like my sister but it turned into a black figure as I slammed it around and I know that that was the power of God that was slamming this demon around because I don't fight and I have the right intentions I don't want to hurt anyone and God is, you know, protecting his people. So it turned into a black demon as I slammed it around. And it wasn't as hard of a fight as it was previously a vision I had when it was my sister. And we just started fighting, like just different spats we had. And we just started fighting. And then as I slammed it around, it looked like it was my sister. But it was, it turned into a black demon. And the same thing just happened. And then it was my mother, too. And my mother, you know, I didn't even put my hands on her. I, I, could, I can't put my hands on my mother. But she just fell like someone or something hit her. And I was like, you know, I didn't hit her. I didn't touch her. I know I didn't. Because I'm over here fighting this other demon. So what just happened? And... All I know is they turned into different people. Like my the one who was disguised my mother turned into this this woman I had previously saw in another vision. And I was like, I don't know if that was you or if this demon is shape-shifting again. You know, and I think that it was. The demon was shape-shifting again for someone who's been fighting with me who has a soft spot for this individual who would probably you know, stop as soon as they saw them too. And we just got away from it. And the demon just tried to start, you know, manipulating whoever it was that was with me, start saying, no, I went too far and I didn't mean that. And this is my daughter. And then the girl, the girl turned into another little girl. My sister turned into another little girl. And I realized like, this is someone else who is fighting and the demon is manipulating them too. And so we just got out of there because I was like, they're just going to keep manipulating us to not put hands on them and allow them to keep torturing us when it's really just these black figures we just saw when we were slamming them around. So we got out of there and I was just wondering like, what does that mean? Does that mean that each and every single time I think it's my family members, it's other people? But if I start to believe that, then Satan will actually make it my family members. And then I'll be really fighting my family members like that. So it's like I just have to focus on God and I have to learn how to keep my defenses up in a way where I'm showing no partiality on anyone. If it is my family and they're not doing the work of God and they're not being right and I know that they're wrong and they're sinning and they're not walking in a way that God intended, I'm just going to treat it like I would treat it anybody. I have to. I have to start doing that. But I, it's difficult for me. Because when I see my mom, when I see my sister, when I see my family, I don't want them to be hurt. But that's just not right. And this is probably the biggest battle I'm facing. It's like, let go. Jesus was able to. Mary, his brothers, and his sister showed up when a bunch of people started to recognize Jesus as the son of God and he was healing a bunch of people and they wanted to skip to the front of the line. They said, go get Jesus. We're, this is his mother. This is his brother. And this is his sister. And he's going to want us up there with him. 
And Jesus said, no, my brothers and sisters are, are the believers who do the work of God. I'm not skipping them to the front of line or anything like that. They can stay where they are because you're all equal to me. And that's how you have to treat it. That's how you have to do it. You have to, and it's hard, it's difficult because you oftentimes want to put the people that you love above strangers. But if you're gonna if you're gonna treat them any kind of way, treat everybody like that. And if you can't treat everybody like that, then don't treat them that way because it's just gonna be more difficult for you when you're fighting Satan. He's going to manipulate and use demons to get away with a lot of stuff. And it's just not right anyways. Like, when you know someone is wrong, you're going to let them go with that. But when someone else is wrong, you're not letting that type of stuff go. God does not appreciate that. So, I feel bad that because of me and because of my guidance, like being a bad leader in that way. I'm not a bad leader, but just allowing this thing to keep continue to have a hold on me. I'm allowing other people who are learning in this process to be manipulated as well. Like these demons know, okay, this is what you're teaching. So all we have to do is show up as the people that they love, that you're teaching them to protect special in a special way as opposed to everyone else. And we'll be able to manipulate whoever. So imagine if I'm not even here to teach anymore and they continue to have to go through the same battle and struggle because I'm not doing what needs to be done in order to show them how to avoid these kind of issues and trouble. So I just have to work and grow in, in that manner. But this vision is just reminding me of that. It feels like it's an exposure of that. And these people that I, I, I see in these visions, I don't know. It's probably um, it's probably them, the demons, disguising themselves as people that the people behind me or the people who are fighting with me or the people who want to be on these missions with me love, know and love, to manipulate them. And it's weakening our defenses. And you're only as strong as your weakest link. So, like, it's a lot of conviction setting in. But I'm going to work on this. All I mean, only thing I can do is keep working and moving forward. They want Satan wants me to give up. Satan wants me to feel like the battle is lost. It's not. I have to keep fighting. And I'm going to keep doing everything I can to guide them in the right direction. Whatever false information or bad way I'm teaching, I'm going to fix. Only thing I can do is move forward and fix it. I can't leave it like that. So, also, I woke up and I was still praying and, and, and resting, as I know God wants me to do, especially when I'm super drained. And all I know is I kept being instructed, like, don't do this, don't do that. And I know it's not really what God has taught me, so I'm fighting that anyways, but I'm just leaving you know, a little bit of room open in order to learn or to be able to observe whatever it is I possibly can, even though I know God is saying, like, be careful with that because you'll think that you're learning and it'll just be a temporary deception of Satan and it will be exposed later and your defenses will have been weakened for as much time as he intended for it to be. So don't let him win ever. And I woke up and what I heard was it sounded like I was in a big room. And someone was having a conversation with someone and they were just like, I wasn't talking to you and so on and so forth. It's like, don't say anything to them. I got it. Stay over there. And it was like, I wasn't talking to you and so on and so forth. 
and it was at a distance and I was like they're over there arguing I can fix this because I know that you know Satan is over there stirring up trouble I sensed it and I wanted to pull the demons off of it the situation so they can see that they weren't really arguing and it wasn't really a big deal and it was all made up it was temporary deception but I was told to stay where I was and I decided to just stay and when I heard it I was like something like something happened like things start opening up and I, I started feeling like I was in this big room from way before over a year ago I heard a bunch of laughing this is before I knew anything that was going on I just heard a bunch of laughing and talking and a whole bunch of people watching me and just there and I was like what's going on and when I and for a split second it's like whoosh something just had just come upon me like whoosh it was like you're so attractive and I was like this can't be Jesus but it felt like his it was Jesus though and like for a split second, I saw a big white room full of all my family members and friends and everybody I've ever known. And this one person right standing in front of me who was kind of like a little bit taller than me with like a little bit of a build on him. And he stood in front of me and he showed me everything for a second. And then, boom, I went back out. And I was like, who was that? And then everybody's like, ooh, like that and stuff like that. And I was like. I was just like, he didn't seem like he had a really good attitude towards me, honestly. I mean, I felt the what he, I felt the feeling of like, you are so attractive for a split second, but really his opinion of me was kind of very negative. Like, he was really saying stuff like, you know, you are, you know, promiscuous. And he didn't use that word. He used something else. And like your your all these other things that they're saying and you need to just embrace who you are you need to just be honest with yourself and stop lying to people about who you are you know because right now I don't respect you in a way that's what you're saying and I was like who are you you know at the time my attitude was like who are you you know you don't you don't jurisdict that. Only Jesus can say, only Jesus can judge me, you know? But I didn't understand, you know, at the time what was really going on here. That, you know, this individual may have been a key factor in getting me closer in my relationship to God. And that they were possibly giving me sound advice trying to help me. Like, maybe they weren't saying those things to offend me. Or to just make me feel down or bad about myself. But maybe they were actually saying those things because that's what Jesus is saying. And that's what Jesus is requiring for me to be brought to a new level. I know now because now I'm learning this this information from Jesus. Like I'm having to fight all these different demons off of me that, you know, a lot of times invoke this kind of behavior. The behavior that I had that made me feel like, you know entitled to behave however I felt like I wanted to behave and no one can tell me what to do you know if I'm trying to be a better person that's between me and God you know who are you you know and I didn't understand what was really going on that this individual would maybe possibly be such a vital part and actually me becoming the individual that God is always destined for me to be so I had a bad attitude about it 
I didn't like their attitude. I didn't like the way that they felt about me, you know. It seems that they didn't like me, actually. And I was like, if you don't like me, why are you here, you know? But that was then and this is now. Things are different now. It's really tough, but I have to continue to fight to be transformed in God. I'm not 100% what I need to be yet, but I am so much closer now than I once was. And if this person has anything to do with that, then as God said, one day I will be very thankful that this person stepped in and did what they did, honestly. But that's not, you know, that's not a promise that this person will even be here forever. Maybe they're here for what they're here for. Maybe they were only there for that time. Who knows? But I don't want to, I don't want to know anything for sure. I don't want to make plans. I want God to make the, I want to submit to God's will and his plan for my life. So I'm not making plans on that. Not quite yet. But my whole family was there and I couldn't imagine how they were behaving, how they were treating me, how they were talking about me, how they felt about me how they were doing me, I couldn't believe it, like, and they were so cool with this person, like, when this person said, be quiet, they all be, they was all quiet, when this person said, go, they would, they go, when this person said, stop, they stop, and I was like, so you're doing this, you're the one that's doing this, you're controlling them to treat me this way, but he was like, no, this is how they really feel about you. But it's like, so why do they listen to you and they don't listen to me? And I'm their family. They're supposed to love me. Like, who are you? Where did you come from? You know, I've never met you, never known you in my life. But they would treat you with more respect than me. They know in their whole life. And it's like, sometimes sometimes people are just like that, I guess. I don't know. But really, he was saying, it's you. It really is you. And I was like, I don't agree with that, you know. Sometimes, you know, it's it's funny how growing up, you always hear, it can't be everybody, it got to be you. But I never really believed that because I feel like sometimes it is everybody, though. You know, that's possible. It's possible that it can't be everybody. It's not that I was, it's not that I didn't take responsibility for my actions, even if I didn't. It was just about, I still believe that even if it's not me. Like, if it's, if I walked into a situation and everybody's saying all this bad stuff about somebody and Somebody was just like, I'm not just going to automatically, what I'm saying is I'm not just going to automatically believe what everybody else said about them. I'm going to go see for myself. That's all I'm saying. You know, everybody can say go, but God say stop. You going to do what everybody else do? That's just how I felt. That's how I've been. So I didn't feel that way. And I feel like they're wrong about me, but this situation, this process has taught me like, yeah, they might be wrong about you, but you got to show them. You got to stand up. You got to prove it. You got to start doing things differently. You got to be the kind of person that God knows you to be because you're not being that right now. And I knew that, but I just didn't care because I was hard hearted at the time. And because I felt like nobody's perfect or in a position to judge me, but God. So it's just, it's different when you're being held accountable, though. So, I see this, and it's different now, but this is how it felt. It felt like 
the big room again, Sephir was dark now. It wasn't big, white, glowing anymore. And it's so different now because I feel like I have to fight and overcome each and every single last individual that was in that room. And it was like hundreds of people at the time. And I think that it, it at the time it was hundreds of people. It's grown to millions. But the room felt empty today. I said, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's finally over? Does that mean that I failed? Does that mean that everyone left because they don't feel that they don't see me as a threat? They don't think that I'll get to the reach the heights that God is destined for me to reach anymore. So they all left like, oh, she's not going to do it. No one cares. Or is this the next step? But either way. I have to still trust God because after everything that he's shown me, I can't give up on him now and start di- start acting or moving differently because it's not even about everybody else. If I were to change right now and say, oh, no one's here to hold me accountable anymore. Okay, I can just do everything I was doing before and I would have learned nothing. This entire process has taught me that I cannot care. Like this individual said from the jump, be you. Be honest about who you are and do not care what everybody else is saying. I can't care what everybody else is saying. I can't be whoever it is to fit in with everybody else or to feel more comfortable around everybody. I have to be who I am. And I think that, you know, that's like the biggest test. I mean, I think a big a big upcoming test is going to be proving that. Proving that when everybody else is gone and I don't have to be held accountable by anybody else, am I still going to be the person that God has transformed me to be without being held accountable? Like, because I know that they can't stay forever, but even if they did, you know, I have to be true. So this is something I'm battling and going through. And for a split second, I even got it in my heart. I don't have to fight. I don't have to fight anymore. I don't have to go through this stuff anymore. I can just move forward and, you know, maybe stop taking things as seriously as I've been taking them or had to take them. And it's like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So I don't know what today meant or what that meant, but I do know that, you know, God is with me. He's always with me. He'll never leave me, like he said. And... It had me wondering if this is the process of the fulfillment of the prophecy that I saw in my future. Like, because at some point it said, the the prophecy says that I will run away with nothing. And I'll be pretty down about how, what everything, everything that everybody did to me. Which kind of almost makes me feel as if they were wrong. They really were wrong still. But I still want to take accountability and just not worry about that. But at one point, at some point, I'm going to run away with nothing. After everything everybody's done to me, I'm going to be down about it for a while. But I'm going to get up and I'm going to become everything that God is destined for me to be. And I'm going to be happy and I'm going to and I'm going to make it. And each and every single last person that did this to me, they will never feel an inch of remorse for what they've done. But it won't matter because I will have forgiven them anyways. And I will be where I need to be in and with God. And I'll have someone who truly does care about me. Finally, out of my whole life, never having that. So it does feel like it's confirmation that everybody can be wrong about someone. 
but also confirmation that you still were wrong at that point, though. Because look at how much I've had to grow. Look at how much I've had to be transformed. All the things I've had to let go. The person that I was, I would never want to be again. So I was wrong, but they were too. But if God is removing them from my life, maybe what they did wasn't right or necessary. I don't know. They could have supported me. However, however wrong I was, they could have supported me. They could have loved me through it. They could have been supportive family, shown love. I feel like if you can just stop loving somebody in a situation like this, then you probably never did. But who's to say they didn't, they stopped loving me? Maybe they just don't know what love is, so... I don't know. I'll see what God has in store for me. Maybe this prophecy will be fulfilled the way I saw it, or maybe it'll go a different way. It's not that I don't want the future that I've seen. It's just that I don't know if I trust it. And why wouldn't I if I can feel God in it? But it's mostly because, well, this individual was here from the jump. But I still have to go off and be whoever I got to be and become everything I have to become in order to meet them. It's like, are you going to be watching me the whole time? Are you going to be there every step of the way? And if you are going to be there every step of the way, then why does it, How? what type of sense does it make for me to have to meet you later? But I guess when you're considering like that person doesn't want you until you're who you're going to be. Still, it's like, it, I don't know, it's eerie, but maybe one day it'll make sense. But that being said, I still have work to do. I still have to focus on God. And I can't lose sight of who God is and who he's showing, how he's showing up in my life as he said he would. Who's to say what the next five years will be like, what the next five years will look like? I was told this happens when I'm 29 years old. I look very young in that vision. But... I just don't know. I don't know. Because I I just got told recently, 27, like I'm knocking years off by working hard overtime all the time. But I don't know if I believe any of this stuff because it feels like God has been exposing to me who people really are. Like even if it was this individual, like I felt I seen this individual show up as a black figure in my room and God was kind of exposing to me in a way that nobody wants me where he wants me. So... How could this individual be part of my future if he doesn't even want that for me? I don't know, but I will see. We will see. I just have to hold on to God because oftentimes I have these different visions and days where things are this and things are that and things are this and these are things are that. And they've tried to get me to run every single day of this entire process, but God has kept me here. So... If running is part of a prophecy and God is keeping me here, then maybe that's not what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. But I was told that no one's going to be able to stop this from happening. No one's going to be able to change this. This is set in stone in God. So it's set in stone. Nobody said in God, but I feel like in God because that's who I felt the presence of. So I don't know. But... Like, things are shifting, and I just wonder, like, what is really meant to stay and what's really meant to go? 
and how things are going to move forward in a manner that they manifested to be after everything that it feels like is going on. It feels like the whole world knows my business and just the way that I was, the position I, I saw myself in, it's almost as if, you know, I was new. And how could I be new by then? So I don't know, but I, I guess I'll see. It'll plan. It'll pan out how God intended it to. He did say that he was going to give me the spirit of wisdom and discernment to guide his people along with everything else in my heart desired, just like Solomon. So it's possible that I will have that, but I don't know.